You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hi there. That's it. Four topics, 15 minutes each. Just killing time. Kill it with us. Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 4C Podcast. Follow us, won't you, on iTunes and listen to us on the Riotcast Network. Today's guest... This is the man of mystery, current former stand-up comedian, current former actor, NFL pool expert, ball buster, restaurateur, Peter Voris. So you missed so many credits, just so you know. What credits? Family man. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Director, writer. Director, writer, yeah. Uh, what what do you consider yourself at this point? Well, I don't know really. It's, uh, <laughs> it's quite. Why laughing? I mean, it's crazy. It's a bunch of things, you know. As you came down to right. do accents. No, man he's of many like, accents. He's the Connecticut Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. That's yeah. fine. Oh man, we know you forever. Like you were. I was telling you one of the maybe the first stand-up comic I ever met. That was that in was my. Funny. <laughs> In my age, you guys came out, used to come out to the open mics out in uh, the Stress Factory. Oh, and right. I was like, I know these two guys from the city when I did those. Bring us. This is what we talk about this all the time, like with Neil and Sandy Marks. Like I came in and saw you guys. I was like, these guys are real comics. And then you would come out there. I'm like, oh, my God, those guys from the city are here. Really? That's and you were very nice. <laughs> yeah, I was very uh, I, I was told Lenny all, all That tide turned very <laughs> yeah, quickly. Yeah, very quickly. I was like, oh, these guys suck just like I do. All we, all we told, I told Lenny is we all wanted to be on his shows because he brought like 80,000 people and they were like great, great fans. Great fans. You're looking very... Um, <laughs> yeah, I know you can't see this, folks, but Neil's growing yeah, it's a, a, a goatee. goatee. He's yeah, turning it back. He's, I'm yeah. trying to like just yeah. kind of relive some of the glory. You really want to spend You want to get stopped time? at the airport? But didn't you, you go, didn't you have a goatee? I did in back 1990 and 94. Yeah, sometimes you got to get ahead of the curve. It's coming back in. You, you came here to bust... This fifth fifteen minutes is your segment, Peter. Well, what do you, that's whoa, how we started. Whoa. You're fifth. What, sti- let's go. The first, how long? That's how it, it goes. How long I, has it been where you just get to talk about yourself for fifteen yeah, minutes? And, and now and you don't want it. At least do it in an accent. Go with the English accent. No, 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 funny. no. no well, can we talk about you? Did you ask me questions? Yes, like, like, I want to talk about that. how we all met. That's all. all. Right. Like, when did you start comedy? I started like late right, in '95. When did you meet Neil? Right, here's the deal. Yeah. Neil I and I were in acting. Him. Quiet for a second. Okay, we were in Gene. Neil and I were in an acting class together. Yeah. A master acting class. <laughs> a master acting class. Yes. It was a master class. You know, which means you pay a lot more. <laughs> yeah, money. it was this Gene Feist part of the Roundabout Theater. So Neil and what I. What year is this? 92? No, no, mid-90s. Yeah, early, yeah, yeah, early mid-90s. 90s. No, not I was in mid. L.A. Yes, mid-90s. 93, 94, 95. Okay, that's that's mid-90s. Before five is early. No, early You're like 90, two 91. brothers, what people don't realize. You guys anyway, know each other way too long. Okay, anyway, and fight constantly. Point is, we did a scene together, and we rehearsed. What was and the Neil, scene? Do you remember? <laughs> yes, I, I practice it every night. Zoo story? Yeah. I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> Zoo story? Is that what we did? I have no idea. You don't remember it? I think it? it was like Sam Shepard or something. Oh, True West? True West or something. Oh, anyway, man. That is point perfect. is, we st- struck up a friendship. He was living with his brother on 
whatever, whatever it was Flatter. downtown. And Neil said, "Oh, you know, I do. I want to do stand-up comedy." And he had his notebook. One of like thirty notebooks. <laughs> How many do you have now? Like hundred and fifty. Uh, mostly, more? I do it on my phone on the notes on my phone. I can't okay, believe I he like... actually took notes. Oh my no! You have no. So he did this whole set, and yeah. we rehearsed, and he dared me to go on stage, mm-hmm. and that was it. We went to some open mic. I don't think it was, was Boston. Yeah, I think we went to. I want to say it was Boston or New York Comedy Club. Yeah, it was either yeah, New York Comedy Club. No, Stand Up New York. Stand Up New York. Stand Up New York, or yeah, or and we got on stage, and I did my act and. He did his, and that was the beginning. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's, I that mean, was with and the you were sombrero. Hurt? But he dared me to go up and do comedy. That, that was, was with that. the sombrero. That was when I did the whole sombrero. Thing. <laughs> that was a great what's bit. the sombrero? That was oh a great bit. God. It was a great. I, bit. Would you go up and do a Mexican? I guy? came. No, no, no. I came out. Hello, like, everyone. Clint Eastwood, you know, like like with the hat and the little, the little like <laughs> like from whatever that. What was that one? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. yeah. I, so I come out and I look at the audience. And I go, is it hot in here or what? <laughs> so I do this whole Genius. thing. Genius. Gay cowboy. Right? Like gay, so, a so feminine, I do this not whole gay. Thing. We don't know if oh he's gay. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Back then. Yeah. Um, so it was ridiculous. I had all this accoutrement on. And then I, you know, it, it just, whatever. It just started. But, but those were then. such fun, funny, and the crowd loved them. But... That's the hard part about stand-up comedy. It's very can be very high schooly. Like that's not cool to bring it. That's not cool to bring that. Well, wait, I cool. want to talk about that in the next segment. But let's, so you All guys right. met then. So that's how we met, and then we we started hanging out together. Neil was working at Mickey Mantle's. I I said, well, can you get me a job there? And he's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't want me to work there. He didn't want me to. Work Why? There. Yeah, I want to always want to. Why I did wait, you ever did want, you want to wait? Because you don't want anyone to no, suffer no, no. like me. I didn't want suffer what? Make money. Also, I didn't think you'd be a good waiter, and you'd embarrass me. First of all, there, because you know you thought you were the guy, and then that was like gonna move in on your territory. He well, still thinks he's the guy. It yeah. was. There was thirty <laughs> Mickey Mantles. The, the owner was this crazy guy, so he literally hired. There's 80 girls that worked there in and yeah, like me and you. And yeah, that's why good, you didn't want good, it's, it's, right, I was in a good go. wheelhouse. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> so then, yeah. So then we started doing open mics. We went to Stress Factory. We did this thing downtown called Triplets. Never heard of that. Which was a oh yeah, that was really Romanian fun. steakhouse. It's like Orthodox <laughs> Jewish kosher Romanian steakhouse. Or something. We were pretty much doing any and we room, did it anything. With, it was at you, me, John Mooney, uh, Bob Luparello, Brian Flynn. And we'd all just go. We'd get in the car and we'd do these crazy gigs. And, and yeah, you get, and that's when you guys would get on the train and come out to the stress factor. I'm like, these guys are hardcore, man. Yeah, if they're no, going to get on a train yeah. and come out here for an open mic on a Wednesday. Yeah. And we used to do stand up New York a lot, the open mics, the early shows, mm-hmm. um, you know, the bringer shows. And that was it. Yeah. And that was it. And then you kind of came in right with the whole group, too. We were just that doing was just it. Luck. I mean, this went on for good years. Eight nine years of this uh, kind of stuff. and then we did a we did a sketch show i'm still doing open mics yeah yeah still do them i still want to do them do you ever want to go back and like think that you're gonna like an open mic like no do you ever think like okay i'm gonna go back and like go back to the beginning and, and be raw and, and like get it and go to open it's mics like that would be that would get you better you know what i mean like you, n- no i mean i'll go in no tuesday with seven people in the crowd at the strip is an open mic you know i I thought this was my segment yes (laughs) that's right back to peter he's absolutely right why did you choose you kind of were always acting and doing stand-up but why do you choose which one did you like better i liked acting way better than stand-up because you think you were better at it 
or why? I think, you know, it's funny. David Mamet wrote one time, everybody likes you when you're somebody else. So <laughs> acting, it's easier to kind of escape who you, you know, you get into a character and you, you become that character or whatever. That's and, how I always felt about Bethel. Like we could give her anything and she could immerse herself in that. But we're yeah. like, Bethel, just can you just talk to Neil on stage? Whatever? And it was really hard. Well, it's always hard to talk to Neil on stage. <laughs> you don't know what the cue is. Not easy. No, yeah. I'm thinking of my lines. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> uh, I'm like a, a, a sh- a empty shell up you there. You kind of look like with the goatee, you kind of look like a taller Ridge Voss. Nah, he's wearing okay. the hat on back. No, is that what it is? The hat, the, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Kangol cap. <laughs> when did when did this start? The Neil Potter dancing on the stage. Well, Who came up with that? Fly fishing at night. Yeah. Um, we did a show called Fly Fishing at Night. You, the two at, of you. The two of you. And yeah. how? What was that? What was your idea for that? Just it was just a bunch of sketches that we wrote, and then we wanted to perform. And we went down to KGB and we hired a publicist. Yep. And we got in the New York Times because the photographer from Saturday Night Live Norman. took a picture of us. Yeah, Norman Ang, like fishing in Central Park, <laughs> in, like the gear, and yeah. we we got in it, and so we were like, wow, we were in the New York Times. Lesson and then there, the, lesson there is take a great picture, and it's amazing. <laughs> 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 We've never. And done. then we just, I did this blues thing, which is more like that, going down to the country, gonna, you know, the yeah. same kind of like, it was like, there's Neil Potter dancing on the stage. <laughs> And this whole thing where he cramps up and he falls down. Yeah. And it was like, it's silly. It was silly. It was ridiculous. And literally an agent once, my friend who's an agent, leaned in and said, I was this close to signing him because of that. Oh, now you tell me. <laughs> yeah. He goes, that's the funniest now thing I've ever me. seen. Just Neil just we'll dancing do, We'll do it stage. again. Are you still friends <laughs> with him? Doing his office. Yeah. Well, now he can't do anything. Now I'd really Jesus. cramp up, though. Well, because be I'm old. More pain now. It would be more pain to it. <laughs> it could be true. <laughs> yeah, 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 be Neil true. could dance for like two minutes, that, that bit goes for. Wait, did, so I was telling him a long time ago that story because we were, we were flying high with this show. We were getting tons of publicity. It was doing well. And then we went and we saw Joe Frazier. Oh my God! Right, Joe yeah, Frazier. I can't remember we this. Went you know it. To, yeah. The publicist got us into some party downtown, where Joe Frazier was going to be, and we shake Joe Frazier's hand. And all I know is that his, he had the most enormous hands <laughs> I've ever seen on a human being. It was like twice, three times oh size my, my hand. And he, it was like I, he was kind of out of it. But all of a sudden, we're taking pictures with Joe, and the pop, the pop, 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 the, the the lights are flashing like we're like big stars. Yeah, they think we're like someone. Famous. Yeah, we think we're like oh, oh these two guys are doing a show downtown or whatever. Where's, never, where's that Carmen picture? Electra, yeah. Carmen, Carmen Electra was there yeah, too. Yeah, she was there. She but was like, picture. I have no idea like where that ever showed up or if it did or whatever. Because it was way know. before. It was just a really funny moment because the, it just shows like if you get a good publicist, they'll just put you in the. Right. Like, she was like, get in that shot. And then and then she'd be like, these guys are comedy guys. And then everybody like, who? This who, is when they had film yeah. Yeah. in the cameras. <laughs> it was like I'm sure somebody time. has no, that somewhere no, in no a drawer. TMZ, like showing this, you know, some at night. That's amazing. That's so yeah, so we did that, and it was, and you know, it was good. But right. you have a long. I mean, you're he's go got a long Spider-Man, career. I'm just, LA. I'm going to go into that in, his, in a minute. It kind of develops into that. But right now, what are you up to in these days? So you moved out of the city. You got divorced. You moved to LA. We'll talk about it in a couple of minutes. But then you came back, and then eventually you now you're in Connecticut. Yeah, I'm married. I got the, two kids. I'm running a, a a fast casual kind of Greek restaurant. Yeah, and it's doing awesome. It's doing awesome. I plan on opening more and franchising them. And really, see, yeah, up in Connecticut or everywhere. Yeah, and, and, well, everywhere. Do we eat for free? Is really what we need to know. Do am I eating? Am I doing this for free? Yep. Yeah. Well, then you're not eating for free. <laughs> We're not eating for free. <laughs> what? Well, what's the discount? Like, what would it be like? <laughs> 
50, 70, 75%? 15%. <laughs> what about if I like work there? I won't charge like, you tax. <laughs> what if I do a shift? What if he, yeah, if he does a shift, he does his own table. If you do a shift, you can weave for free. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. Do you even feed your, do you feed of your? Of course I feed my employees. What do you feed them? Like a low, like you One, get special food for them? Can we, is this what really what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I like to go, when Peter calls, you know what I ask him all yeah, the time? Yeah. I go, what's the soup of the day? <laughs> I just want to know, <laughs> what's, yeah, go ahead, tell me what, what's it's the soup? It's the Greek lentil soup. <laughs> So yeah. now wait, let's wait, go all the stuff wait. that you've done, stand up acting, your one man show, films, all this good stuff. Well, well, okay. Can, can what, the moderator take well, we have two minutes What is your what was your favorite thing you did? That's always always Okay, curious. my all-time favorite thing obviously was Spider-Man 2. Okay? Now, the night before the the shoot, um, I see my friend Scotty Spiegel, who I lived in the we lived in the same complex. He shows me the film that first film Sam Raimi ever did. With him, because Sam Raimi, Scotty Spiegel, and Bruce uh, Campbell all grew up together in, De- in Detroit. So um, he shows me this thing called a sappy sap, which is basically these two guys, this guy next to this girl, and she, she wants to cross the street, and she drops her, her handkerchief or whatever. So she goes across the street, and the guy's going to be gallant and pick it up and give it back to her. So he looks both ways. He looks this way to the left, looks to the right, and there's no traffic. But the minute he puts his foot on the ground, you hear, like cars going. (laughs) And he never really gets to the other side. So that was called a sappy sap. Well, I talked to Sam Raimi the day of the the show. Before that, I go there to the tent to sign in, and and they go, oh, no, 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 you're over there. And I had my own trailer. So it was like I had my own trailer, (laughs) my own assistant. Wow. So they're like, oh, yeah, after, you know, you have some breakfast after makeup or go makeup after. I can't remember what it was. And, you know, just relax here. I'll bring you to the set when you're ready. So then when I saw Sam Raimi, I told him the story. And he was like, oh, you know, don't tell anybody you told. <laughs> you saw that. You saw yeah. that. And the actual second scene where, where I'm in the, I play a stage manager. So Kirsten Dunst sees Tobey Maguire come into the theater and she forgets her lines. She's doing a play. Right. And I'm giving her her lines. Well, that wasn't in the, that was never written. He put that in because mm-hmm. he liked me. So he put that in for me. I am glad. No, no, <laughs> Is that yeah, the line? I am glad. I am glad. Yeah, she yeah. forgets the line. I am glad. <laughs> I laugh for about a half That's an hour. That's I it. am what? glad. <laughs> I am glad. Wait, you show up at the trailer and you're like, this can't be for me. That's you're what the- I said. I like, <laughs> I went to the, no I went, thanks. No, but I went to like the extras area. Yeah, you're like, like, okay, that's yeah, you're like, but you're the big guy now. But not well, not big. But this is on the lot. No, this was at the Ivar Theater. Oh, that's on location. Yeah. Oh, that's right, your own location. You have two lines in that movie, and they give you your own trailer and an assistant. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be the highlight. But wait a second. Can I ask you one thing, and we're going to wrap it up with the segment with this. I'm looking at your website, and the top acting credit is co-star of Water Balloon. That's literally the first thing. I don't know. That's a mistake. <laughs> this is an iconic. Which Neil film. wrote and spent that, a lot of money on. Ever since we started doing this podcast, everyone wants to see Water Balloon. In fact, they're talking about Water Balloon 2 a lot. Oh, Water Balloon 2. Water yeah. Balloon 2. All right. So the we, guys are all 50 now, not 40. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. We move on. Peter, welcome. Thank you. All right, let's take a. I want to take. I want a similar topic while we have you because. Um, this is a speed round? No, no, no. Oh, this, that's this, we're, we're turn- yeah, the speed <laughs> round's coming. <laughs> the speed round's coming up. No, the second corner is about. I want to talk about comedy management because all of us have. We were in on a day here when we started. Like the the whole paradigm of being a stand up comedy was work work hard. You know, do all the spots, and then somehow you get a manager, right? Yeah. And you make a tape. You make a tape at Caroline's. You make this 
10 minute tape with Eddie Brill was hosting at the time. You get the 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 reel, you hand it out to these managers right. and then who were also kind of starting out here and then the manager they would run with your career. Right. No, it's even simpler. The manager gives you the gives go to the production companies, you get the development deal and you have your sitcom. <laughs> well, That's I mean, of the formula. it was kind of like you get to go to my if they liked you, they would put you on a showcase, right. get you to Montreal. If they could get you to Montreal, then they can make some deals, some yeah. backroom deals and whatever. Right. Right. So but what we didn't know at the time was, which is so different than it is now, like they're just as low life and like open micers as we are. Like the management level here at the time was right. low. So it was like there was like a tree kind of like the Barry Katz was like the, the trunk of this tree. And then he branched out, you know, like what came out of him was a guy named Jason Steinberg and Rick Dorfman and. And uh, like all these right. guys are whatever. So I got Dorfman. Dorfman wanted no part of Neil at the time. Steinberg was running around. Eventually, Neil and Bethel got the Steinberg brothers. I got. And you possibly have. No, wait, wait, wait. The You're... world's greatest no, no. story on getting yeah, a manager. Yeah. He has the world's greatest. He has the dream now, story. Would, would, like we all got in this business to have this story happen. Would you to like us. to tell it or do you want me to tell it? I would like I'm Peter to tell it, it since I have him as a guest. There you go. This is a dream story. And okay. I just want to preface. How did this happen? I just want to preface it by saying that uh, at, at when this all happened, uh, at no, just completely left all his friends high and dry. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you don't, you don't, here's what you don't realize. Yeah. But before I met Neil, I was a piece of clay. <laughs> and that he molded me into the person. Can you do that Neil? English that. accent, please? <laughs> no. Before I met him. Um, <laughs> That wasn't that, bad. What was that? That wasn't bad. You've been it doing that. Out. He I've can't. Been practicing all he has week. no accent. Are you none? None. Just a dumb Every Texas accent. One no, is Texas. Vic no, Nipper. No matter what accent I do, it all goes into Speedy Rodriguez or whatever that guy's. What's the cartoon guy? What's Speedy Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. Every time I, it goes into that. More like his bro, his but cousin English. Slowpoke yeah, Rodriguez. Slowpoke. Wait, go back to the night. Take us. Take us to stand up. Okay. New York. Take us to this night. <laughs> it's stand up New York. It's like November, nineteen ninety eight. Okay. Robin Williams is going to do a set at Stand Up New York. Right. So I decided, I hear about that. I decided to go up there. I'm hanging out outside the club. <laughs> the place is packed. People have been there for like two hours. They've seen, you know, comics. Who knows how many comics? So you didn't, so, you didn't have a set there. You just, no, no, you no I was just hanging you out. You hear from people that Robin Yeah. Okay. So, so Robin Williams, you know, is, is, finally he's hanging out outside. He's not ready to go up. Whoever was working the door, runs up to me and says, um, hey, you want to do a quick set? You know, Robin's not ready to go up. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'll do it, you know. So in the meantime, I'm like, I'm not expecting anything because the crowd's been there for like, I'm hot, there. sweaty. Uh, no, I'm not there. No, you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that in subsequent time, you've told people that you were there. Way to inject yourself <laughs> into the story. Okay. Can you let him tell it? I so just so I go up. And before I go up, I go up to Robin Williams. I go, you want to see the next big, big thing in comedy? Come watch me. You did say that I too? I did say that though. So I go up there and I crush. I kill. Like I, it's like the crowds. The place is like, The place is like, there's, there's wall to wall. Did you have the guitar? No guitar. No okay. Thing. I was just doing the myself. 
I didn't expect it, so I didn't have anything. The way, by the way, can I just stop you for one second? The way Neil has told the story in the past is they tell you you're going to go up. You have five minutes. You ran home to get your guitar and then ran back. (laughs) Neil, this is the story. This is the story I've heard for 20 years. Neil tells me the story. It's not true at all. I had no guitar. (laughs) Because in the film version, I see you. It's more dramatic if you're running down the street with your guitar. Such an asshole. I knew there was no guitar. You do the eight floor walk up. You grab the guitar. You go down the eight floor. Oh, my God. Because you can hear the music playing while he's running down the street with his guitar. This just shows you the embellishment that happens. All right, keep going. Don't interrupt. Stop. You interrupted that. I I had to just to get that fact out. That's crazy. All right. So I go up and I crush. And I I start walking toward the exit. And there's Billy Crystal puts his hand out. Says, great set. Rick Newman. Oh, that was awesome. So I go out. Rick Newman owned Catch for every Catch a Rising Star at the time. Yeah. So... I go out the door and I'm like, you know, they introduce Robin and Robin's going up. And I'm like, eh, I'm so tired. Like it's, now it's like whatever. It's like one in the morning. I'm like, should I just go home? I'm tired. I don't feel like mm-hmm. hanging out. And I decide, okay, I'll, I'll just hang out outside. And I'm sort of watching him through the window, you know, whatever. So his show ends and the, the door opens, that little side door. And out comes this guy and he goes, oh, that was a great set. I go, oh, thanks. He goes, what's your name? I go, my name is Peter Voris. He goes, I'm David Steinberg. I'm Robin's manager. I said, he goes, great set. I go, well, sign me up. He's like, you're not signed? I'm like, no. <laughs> he goes, sign me up. So he gives me his card. Yeah. I call him. We have breakfast over on the east side like the next morning or something. And next thing you know, I want to sign you. Come to L.A. He Literally your whole life changes. Oh, my God. Just like boom. Just like that. Yeah. So that January... But you're married at the time. Yeah, I was married at the to time. To a per, uh, kind of a manager. What was your wife at the time doing here? Um, she was in comedy somehow. Yeah, somehow, somewhere. Worked with Saturday Night Live a little bit. Yeah, and, a little bit. Okay. Whatever, doing various things. Right. Um, so the next thing you know, I'm going... And it wasn't... The marriage was... One was working out, so right. it was like I wanted to get away. <laughs> okay. So um, that January... I go to L.A., don't know anybody. I'm sleeping on the floor of a friend, you know? Yeah. I send all my stuff out there. I moved, like, three times in the first, like, six months. And uh, so that was it. It was um, Maura Bresner and, and Tannenbaum Agency. So I went in there, and they got me some gigs. They got me, you know, this, uh, things at the improv. They got me some Vegas gigs. But, uh, but what happened is, like, the story, like, everybody has. Right. You know, he gave me, t- I thought David was going to work with me directly. And he was like, you know, I've got Robin Williams and Billy Crystal, like, you know. So he gives me to one of his minions. And the guy didn't like me. So, like, every every idea I had was just like, I don't know what I want that. Neil and I had come up with a, a sitcom idea about, like, a cheer, a golf, like a pro shop, mm-hmm. where you'd have, like, a cheers pro shop thing. I see. Nobody wants to do golf. It's like, <laughs> so everything was met with a poo-poo. So subsequently, it didn't work out. But that's the life of a comic and managers and everything else. And to, we yeah. also like gave him this thing, okay, how about an office situation? Like, you know, dumb boss and all this. He's like, no, that that, that will never work. The office will never work. <laughs> <laughs> <And we're> like, <laughs> uh, but but what I was just saying- noticed in the conversation, it was never, there was never anything like, hey, Neil, man, 
you want to go to LA with me? <laughs> I'll, I'll help you with my manager. Yeah, so he dropped us like a hot a little, potato. Mickey, Peter's going you know, to. It was a little Mickey Mantle's touche right I, back to I, me. I, he was bad mouthing me for not introducing me. Not, but, at no point does he go, hey, David, man, he's, I got a great comic that you got. I got a friend that's a well, good guy. And I've told so, this story often. Zach did the same yeah. thing. So we started with Zach Galifianakis, and people were like, you know that guy? I'm like, yeah, we know that guy. Like, are you kidding? Like, we started with Zach, and he, one day, we were coming from Stand Up New York downtown with uh, Abby, you know, my friend Abby. And we're in, I was still working at the time, and then she was working, and we were making good money. We're in the cab going downtown. Zach's pulling lint out of his pocket. Yeah. He was just signed by Stand Up. He wasn't even signed yet by yeah. Carrie Hoffman at Stand Up New York. And um, he, I go, we got the cab. Don't worry about it. We're coming down to do the Boston show. Yeah. From We had two shows that night. I was so excited because we went from the pre-show at uh, Stand Up New York yeah. to our Bo- your Boston show. So we're so excited, and we get in the cab, and he has no money, and... Uh, we go, don't worry about it, Zach. When I go, remember me when you're rich and famous. Just completely joking, yeah. right? Because I had no idea what was going to happen with him. And, and he, he looks at me and he goes, Lenny, when I'm rich and famous, I'm never going to call you again. <laughs> he, said that. he said that. And we laugh because, who you know, nobody. And now right. it's like right. scary prophetic. Because <laughs> yeah, 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 I see true. Zach maybe once a year. He'll stop in at the cellar. And yeah. He'll come in to watch my set, which is really hilarious to me, you know, sometimes. But that's what happened. Zach left. Never talked to him again. Right. Peter Morris is in L.A. For the record. Neil I, and I, I are here. For re- on the record. Yeah. I wanted to get away from Neil. <laughs> So three thousand miles. It just not his ex-wife. This is why you don't do a comedy well, team. It well, happens. Are you all bitter about teams. that? That I got signed and went to L.A. You were bitter. Of you course still? not. That's not my style. I was so oh. happy for what? you. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm bitter about it. it. It's like one of his top five stories. Something about a brawl in uh, Barely University. So happy for you. So happy for you. Something about. (laughs) Wow, you need to really talk to somebody about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that you that's a crazy like I got off the the boat and got discovered because, you know, uh, virtually was no i mean you know I mean, it was like, it was a huge break anybody would have taken it but look what happened nothing happened nothing happened you know? well, I mean, that's not true the a question is for that all got of us you spider-man you were cranking well, I out stayed there out there and i started doing stuff yeah, i got a commercial acted. and i did acting yeah, you were doing tons of commercials one man show i mean you, you were cranking and then it just kind of well it's, yeah i mean you you know the business so, is tough uh yeah. the one man the um how the industry. In wait, 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 forget. I don't want to talk about LA. Oh, okay. We're talking about management. Okay. Oh, sorry. So management. What? What was the whole? You did a one man show here as well. Yeah. And you brought everybody to that one man show. Yeah. What was the theory behind that? And then also like. See, okay. In, when you you have, wanted to get people to see you at all times. When you have hindsight. Yeah. You find out that a lot of times you did things for the wrong reason. Right. Like I should have just like everybody tells just do the work, do the work. And it really is true. You can't do it with the idea that you're going to get something out of it. Right. If you do that, then you set yourself up for disappointment. Well, I believe we told you that. (laughs) And you were like, no, no, this is going to be it. Like Glenn's dog was the name of that one. Right. A lot of people told me that. (laughs) You know how I remember. But you're young. You were young. You know what I remember about Glenn's dog? What? Uh, Parking cars for everybody. I was the. You were the valet. You were the valet. He let me do the valet for that show. Oh my god! Really? (laughs) That's funny. He's like Neil. I got a gig for you. But anyway, management told you to to give this a whirl, yes? Or this was you and your? No, this was me at the time to do it, and it was like again. It It was was a one man show here in New York. Was this before or after L.A.? This was after. Before no, this was before L.A. 
We don't want to talk about this. Can't you tell? No, I'm just saying I no, want to do The reason fine. I do this is management because this is some of the things that I thought your manager had told you. No, no, no. Out in L.A., I did a one-man show okay. um, called It's a Pleasure to Serve You, which is what's mom, on the... She loved that show. Which is on the coffee cups, you know, the Greek thing. It was uh-huh. about being a Greek-American. And again, that I did again in retrospect because I thought, okay, I'm just going to get industry people here and they're going to see it and whatever. But... Again, it was like, again, for the wrong reasons. You should just do it for the sake of doing it. Because the girl in La La Land, she just did it to do it, and then she became a big star. (laughs) And you... (laughs) I just saw that movie. Wait, Bethel's mom, who's like a really great writer, prolific writer, she thinks Peter... She goes to see this show. It's his one-man show. Uh To this day, she thinks Peter is like, is literally like Mar- almost like a Marlon Brando of one man shows. <laughs> and I, she's like, he's the good? most talented person I've ever <laughs> seen that on kills, stage. And you. me and Bethel just are sitting there like, what? And she's like, what? Oh. She remembers I'm surprised it, like, Bethel's just not in therapy 24 seven. She's the most talented person we know. And, yeah. oh, and her, wow. her parents are you like, know, yeah, that you, was could, a good show. Uh, you know what? Yeah, Peter's look, amazing. Bethel's dreams were crushed on the rocky shores of Potter. <laughs> okay. hooked up with say. the wrong. Well, that's an old story. You hook up with the wrong guy. You that's get into it. that habit. Drag her Why? down. I can't believe you have all this resentment against me. Oh, it's not resentment. resentment. I don't feel like it's resentment. It's just listen, stories. Neil. Management. You real quick. Your um. We have two minutes. Yeah. Um. Your management situation was you had the other. You had a person here in New York. They turned into a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you want to tell that story quick? I just well, two minutes. It, it might have been there. I was just went. I was at a bar, and then I see my the the guy that's supposedly my comedy manager, and and he's dressed up in full cowboy regalia, regalia with the <laughs> vest and everything, like the vest with the little things that hang down. So much so, Fringes. but it wasn't Halloween. It was just, and so I go up to him, just being the jerk I am. I'm like, "Hey there, man. What's up, buddy?" And and he's like, "Hey there, Neil. How are you?" <laughs> And he, he's like a guy. He's, he's like a Jewish a, guy he's from a Long Jewish Island. Jewish guy yeah. from Long Island. He's from New York. And so I'm like, I'm so I'm like, hey there. And we go on and we have like a five minute conversation like this. Like, hey man, what's up? How's it going? You get a beer? And then I walk off and I go back to all my friends. I'm like, damn, he. I don't understand. He just hung with this character the whole time. So I just thought, so I go back and and he never drops the character. And then I show up in the office the next day, and he's still in cowboy. He became like overnight. Right. He cowboy. decided that like it, it reminded me of the Brady Bunch episode with Peter. There's a great Brady Bunch episode where Peter decides he can't find himself. So he's so he became a cowboy. And like, how can you go to a meeting and he walks in with you and he's well, your was manager. it your accent that triggered it? <laughs> I don't know. It was just the most bizarre. Well, well, it was well, one of the more bizarre things. Okay. That, uh, well, now you talked about. What about you? And well, my well, I, after you left for L.A., I ended up doing the the way you're supposed to go. You make a tape. Right. At Caroline's and I handed I actually had Mooney do it. I was too scared to hand. He's like, I'm going to see this guy Rick, Rick Dorfman. So John Mooney, another comic, handed my tape to Dorfman with his tape. And then I was working. I was. I wasn't even moved to New York yet. So I'm in. It's got to be like '97, early '97. And he says I get a call at my desk or something like that in my office, and it's Rick Dorfman. And he's like, uh, "I watched your tape. I want. Do you have management? I want. I want to meet you." Mm-hmm. And so I came in and in a suit, 
and met him at Caroline's with did Gina a, Savage. Did you have a briefcase? Right. So I almost. So I, I didn't know how. Do you, how do you meet a manager? I was in a suit anyway. I guess got on the train, and um, and I was with him for like five years of him doing nothing but telling me how Geraldo's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he couldn't get me booked. I didn't want to go on the road. Yeah. I moved everything into New York City. I was going to do that anyway, and. Uh, it just didn't work out. But these managers are very, I always tell people they have a very, it was a weird relationships at the time. That's the only way it was done. I want to go to Montreal. He couldn't even get me to Montreal. It was, you know, well, I think the hardest, the, 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 the best advice is like, you need to, everyone's like, Oh, you got to get an agent. You got to get a manager. The real, the real statement is you need to find a good manager. You need to find a, a good, good agent. agent. And that's, the, the, other, the other thing doesn't work. And that's why I haven't had a manager in years. But if you want to see us, we were so sick of management at the mm. time. All these stories that culminated into like this hate for this management group of bad managers. Yeah. Neil and I really wrote our best piece of work probably ever. And we still love doing it. It's called superstar talent. You can go to, SuperstarTalentAgency.com and uh, Peter plays the photographer because they always tell you the second you get a manager, any new manager, I could leave, I could go to a manager today, he'll say, get new headshots. I could leave him tomorrow. You go to the new manager, the first thing they'll say is, we yeah. need new headshots. Yeah. And and Peter plays the uh, the photographer. The photographer. Gruber. Gruber. I, I know you're gonna ding that, but yeah. I still la I still tear up at that. <laughs> it is one of the best episodes we did because I could not keep a straight face. You had me laughing the whole time. I'll admit that. All right, here we go. Third corner, and I want this is a weird thing for us. I don't even know what to ask. So Neil, help me out here. You run a restaurant. You have a full like this is a no joke. How do you? First of all, this is so stereotypically Greek. That you own a Greek restaurant? I think it would help if I do a Greek accent in this segment. You can. Let, so how did this start? Do you Did you grow did up you with a Greek yeah. restaurant? Okay, Your dad was a dentist, wasn't listen he? Listen to me. Yes. He was the black sheep of the family because he did not go into the restaurant business. Your dad? Yeah, my dad. <laughs> they were like, what's what's the matter? Restaurant business too good for you? <laughs> like, I want to be a dentist. dentist. I say that all the time like about... I say that all the time about um, suicide bombers. Do you think there's a suicide <laughs> bomber kid who goes, whose mother goes, you get out there and blow yourself up, but I don't want to be a suicide bomber. <laughs> but your father was a suicide bomber. His father was a suicide bomber. What do you want to do? I want to be a dentist. Go to your tent. You know what I mean? Is that, that's what it was? Everybody was in the Greek restaurant business. Your Everybody. dad was like, I'm a dentist. Both grandfathers were in the restaurant business. So yeah. kind of skipped the generation. All right, here's the deal. Yeah. Years ago, Neil said to me, you are going to, Run a souvlaki stand. <laughs> I would have laughed All right. for and I thought, years. Yeah, and I thought, wow. Thanks. I mean, talk about we talking about prophetic before. Look at that. <laughs> talk right, about anyway. being a dick and a prophet at the same time. Um, it's called Frescos. It's a kind of a fast casual Greek place. Um, in what town? In, in Connecticut? Hamden, Connecticut, which is a little suburb of New Haven. So, it's, if they come in and mention this show, what's the discount? Twenty percent. Whoa, you're going to regret that. You mentioned First Four Corners Podcast in Frescoes in Hamden, Connecticut to the owner, Peter Voice. Yep. You're okay. 20% off the I'll deal? Let you, I'll let you know how many redemptions we oh, have. Oh, man, I really would love everybody to come in and get that 20. Yeah. All right, anyway, um, I had this idea. So I was running, I had a cafe, I had a coffee shop. Where? In Shelton, Connecticut. So I but sold that. You change. Let me just right. let me go back one second. You come back from L.A. Oh, yeah. You've gotten remarried. You yes. got married again I got in, married LA. in L.A. And you come back here. I live, to, live in Brooklyn. And now you got to Brooklyn, but you got to make some money now. I live in Park Slope, so I'm catering. Yeah. I'm waiting tables. But you always got that Greek thing, you know. I'm always got. You always got yeah, something. Always going. Got something You're always going an entrepreneur, on. right? I always got something. Going okay, on. so you moved to Connecticut. We moved to Connecticut. I start managing a restaurant. 
I say, I don't want to manage a restaurant. There's no future here. I want to own my own place. Yeah. So I find this coffee shop and I take it from this dinky little thing to like this really good music venue. We did like comedy. Doing yeah. Comedy shows. Comedy yeah. The whole thing. Got it going on. Someone comes in and says, I want to buy it. I'm like, I'm tired of still doing that. So I'll sell it. So boom, sell it. Let me, can I stop you right there for yeah. one second? When we did that comedy show, do you remember the show? It was me. I headlined Bob Luparello middled. Yeah. And Neil and Bethel open. 15 for Neil and Bethel. Perfect. Does 80 great. minutes. <laughs> Bob goes up in the middle. He does 45 minutes in the middle. I am in the back like, holy shit. I almost burned that place straight to the ground with him on stage. We should have known. That he was not leaving. <laughs> like, Bob, st- oh, I didn't see the light. Really? You didn't see all of us holding this up? How- Fucking motherfucker. That was my last trip I to Connecticut. I think someone walked up there and actually said, that's Bob, it. that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he that's brought a couple people yeah. and he thought, oh, I brought the four people so I can just do long. Go fuck yourself, motherfucker. I was so wow, mad at him. I was really so feel- mad at him. When I get him here, I'm going to yell at him. One of the things we'll talk about is comedy time. But anyway, so you did right, that. So anyway, you, I did that. And Somebody, they bought it. You were right, done. So, and then I'm done. And then I'm like, I start consulting for restaurants you know so I, I started my own business and started doing a little consulting working for a couple of places like telling them how to increase profits and all that and then I'm like look I mean Greek food I was went to a place here with Neil called GRK mm-hmm. there's one on Lex and there's uh-huh. one downtown and it was like wow they're selling gyros and chicken souvlaki and all this kind of stuff and I'm like man this is, looks this could work and Greek food now is hot it's just like every so you go in and you order from a very limited menu, Greek salads, chicken, pork, shrimp, you know, gyros, sandwiches, boom, boom, you're in, you're out. But you, who's the chef? You did all that? Well, I developed the menu, but I, I have people working for me. I hope because I'm here. <laughs> but you, but you're, but the whole Greek thing, like it's always been with you. You've never, it's always been such He's a big Greek. Cardio. What do you want? But it's never like you ran away from it. You kind of always embraced it. Well, yeah, but see... Yes. What's yes. the run away from? But it's I'm his not, heritage. It's my heritage, and it's a very rich heritage, if you know you know history. Um, yeah, there's food, there's gay sex. It's, he's all of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> How come everyone, the minute you say that, it just goes right there. It's my like dad a, like used to talk to you in Greek, right? He used to swear at me <laughs> in Greek. Like the I most know. vile... Disgusting <laughs> swears. I'm like, my father you... knew, knew ten words in every language. And my father spoke eight languages, but he spoke like I didn't even know. I never heard him speak Greek. He meets you. Yeah. Not only does he speak Greek, but he's filthy. Yeah, yeah, we were playing poker here one night, right? And then, and then he comes up and he says something. I'm like, oh my god, that's like the, the it's like <laughs> but, vile. But you didn't grow up speaking. No, no, no. My Greek. dad, we were American. You know, I mean, both your parents like, were born here. No, my father was born in Greece. My mom was oh, born yeah. in Hartford. Oh, okay. But it's like, you know, it's America. We've watched Brady Bunch and we, right. you know, this, that. We, yeah. it is, but always with the, the, the holidays and, you know, doing all this stuff like that. Going to grandmother's house for food and all that. The so. family was always like, you got to open a restaurant or whatever. Like, no, that not was at always all. there. No, no. I didn't want, I didn't necessarily Just went know back to gonna... your roots. But this is serious business. It is hard to run a restaurant. This is no joke. You're no, always working. You got to tell us about, like, you got to, you, oh, you, you got to no do idea. the schedule. You got to buy the food. There's the inventory, the locking up, the the public themselves. The oh, hard, yeah, it's yeah. a I it's listen. A, it's everything. It's yeah. social media. It's it's being on top of everything, of vendors. This that. It's like it's like you know. It's like remember they'll spin in the plates. Yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah, you can't let any fall. And and the thing is, look at 
We have 95 Yelp reviews. We have about 85 five-star reviews. We are a kicking butt for, for, for people love it. They love it. You go to Google, do a Google search for us. It's like 50 reviews, all five-star reviews. It's just really good, fresh, healthy food. Yeah, what's that like, though? What that, that puts pressure on you, all the, the, the whole review thing now? That's all, that's all everyone no, does now? No, no. <laughs> not at all. That adds like a stress to everything. No, it doesn't because I'm, I, I'm the good food at it. is good. Yeah, I mean, but if it's great, but some person comes in and, and... Well, if somebody had... Look, there's some outlier. Somebody gave us like a two-star review because they didn't have another piece of feta on their salad. Anybody reading that is going to go like, oh, this person's a jerk because like, why would you... <laughs> do that but it's a big deal the reviews and yelp and all well it's important it's i'm not saying it it, 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 but it's listen we have a good product it's frescos f-r-e-s-k-o-s what's the hardest thing about running a business um boy everything like i I mean you got payroll you got people calling in sick finding good help right you know up there and i mean i got a guy who came and told me his name was Luis Rivera Jr. and it wasn't Luis Rivera Jr. <laughs> <laughs> it was something else. And I, the guy that was that the, the real name I looked up on the, I did a background check, and it's like, oh, third degree larceny, <laughs> strangulation. <laughs> like, I'm like, holy cow! He does make those gyros really tight. Oh, yeah, he is yeah. pretty good. <laughs> so he still works there, right? He's the manager. I can't fire him. <laughs> yeah. No. <just> kidding. <laughs> Well, the good news is he brought food here, so we're about to taste it, right? And then no, for the, there's oh, no food. I thought there oh, might sorry. be a little spread. Well, Neil is spot. There is a little spread on the table there. We have some Yankees chocolates from last night. Oh, no, nice. I was thinking he was going to bring, fr- and then we, you know, that's well, would you like, like cold souvlaki sandwich? I, I love Anthony good. Bourdain, so I thought it was going to be like that, like that kind of thing. You were coming. In, he was coming yeah. in to cook for us, or no? Peter was going to bring the food, and then we were going to eat the food oh, and talk we about it. it during the second. Well, you know what, Lenny and I ate because you were late. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. There's none left. Now, do you watch Anthony Bourdain? Do you like that show? All right. You don't love it? Like, you don't think he's like... I don't really I, watch television. Well, why oh, right, Why yeah. are you so successful? Like you said, you have all these five-star reviews. Like, tell us, tell me okay, something I that we should know about restaurants. It's just because you care or... I, oh, yeah, I care a lot. But yeah. you're going to open another I one. Care. Well, I care. Right. So, here's... Can Neil, can Neil and I invest in the second one and just be silent investors and then make some big cash? Yeah. What's the platinum? <laughs> what's the platinum membership investment? What's that? That like? I want to see. That's, let's take it down. What's the silver investment? That's well, something. Well, I how would... about you went from platinum? To, how about the bronze? You want the yeah. bronze investment? Do you have a bronze? <laughs> do you have a copper one? Because yeah. I could get in that. Is there anything in investment where we can? Everything Neil touches turns to pewter. I know. I'm not <laughs> investing anything he invested. That I can tell you. All yeah. right. I have. It cost me money. Luck. I realize. I have had some bad luck. I have a bad run. What's listen? It's the product. Okay, if the product's not good, people aren't coming in. Yeah. You know? What about the location? That's got to be location, something. The location, look at given our location, we're like in an office park kind mm-hmm. of thing, and it's not the most ideal on the street location. Yeah. People are finding us. They're finding us through what we do and all that stuff. Um, we just did a benefit for the hurricane, the Puerto Rico hurricane relief, yep. to raise money, and that brought people in. It's like humanitarian stuff, local stuff, you know. Quinnipiac University is up the street. Oh, wow. And Are you constantly being pulled? It's a huge market. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, and do you do delivery, like we seamless? Do, we have Uber Eats. Oh, you don't do seamless? What's seamless? Oh, never mind. It's like Uber Eats. Oh, it's like Uber Eats? Same thing, I guess. Oh, There's yeah. a ton of things that will... I don't know. Down here, there is. But so you I mean, deliver? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, to, to offices, there must be tons offices, of offices. Doctors' offices, regular offices. So if you get like a huge order, is yeah. that when you're calling me and you're like, "Okay, I gotta go." You just got an order, an order for yeah. 
<laughs> Except I do want to talk to you. Sometimes I do that with Neil, and I do want to go. <laughs> well, that's a that's a another. But let's go back to the. He never answers his phone. Let's go back to the restaurant. How Greek is it? What do you mean? How Greek is it? Like how like authentically Greek? Because you're Greek. It's a fast food Greek restaurant. It's fast casual. It's modern. It's bright. It's airy. It's got you know. It's not like a a taverna where you're going to have little knickknacks on the walls and stuff. It's a modern Greek restaurant. You have a car. You realize we can go there, right? I want to go. I just haven't really My been... kid, my daughter's eight. They have, Neil Methel have never, I've never met, met my daughter. Neil I didn't even I know. Had, you yeah. have a daughter? And a son. Yeah. What? He's got two. <laughs> <laughs> you're lying. He's the worst. You're lying. He's terrible. And he's he was th- the best man at my wedding. I yes. thought he right? was just, you know how when you go to the Apple store? I wasn't invited to that wedding. Oh, that's right. I wasn't. That hurt. You know how you go to the Apple store? You would have flown to L.A. I was in L.A. You know how they go to the Apple store? Yeah. Sorry, I've said that three times. You know how you go to the Apple store and you're like using your iPad when you're watching an iPad or you're going through the computer and they have the family on there on vacation? Yeah. I thought you were just sending me like fake family pictures <laughs> i had no idea this was real no that's real oh okay uh, I, thought it was all, I thought it was a bit this whole yeah. time i was like it's a great you have any bit. more restaurant tour questions for uh peter because in well, case you I know wanna... i know he's this like all uh, about neil i <laughs> no, no it's I about your restaurant i want to talk about had... running a restaurant you got you worked no. in a restaurant it must be hard to schedule all the people it's hard. Uh, lenny it's the hardest job in the world Except yeah. for motherhood. Motherhood's the hardest. But, <laughs> but no, no. Seriously. No, the reason a restaurant's is, hard is because it's twenty four seven. It doesn't end. It, it just goes on forever. You got two minutes. Right. Go. You, partly is right. You come home and you're still thinking about what you have to do. Yeah. And you're thinking about you know what the next day and like okay well yeah we're running out of this we got to get this you got to have vendors you got to have deliveries the other day the the truck broke down the produce truck. And it's like, we need tomatoes. Like, <laughs> when are you coming? You know what I mean? Like, like you're just getting by the skin of your teeth sometimes. Right. Just just to try to get everything together. Have you run, Have you sent somebody to run to a supermarket? Oh, yeah, to buy, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, it's usually me. But it's yeah. farm the table, your restaurant. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Fuck. I can't stop. What is the matter Around you, you, I can't stop. <laughs> I, can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop being a dick. Oh, I don't know what God. it is. Please, I apologize. You know why? Because you just to wrap up this segment, like you bust balls like nobody's business. I don't know what you're talking you, about. You absolutely do. You bust our balls. So but when we do it back, you are the most sensitive person. Not, so you're such an easy target All for right. us. Is the fifth segment? You're oh, we're done. No, fifth go. segment. <laughs> let me wait, wait before you this is the fifth segment. He's spitting Pete, on the mic. <laughs> no, Peter's a high roller. I was gonna tell a Vegas story. We roll into Vegas. This explains his whole personality. We roll into Vegas. Yeah. We literally are going to check in at the hotel room. <laughs> we're at Burger he, King. He, we're at Burger King getting food. He hits a $300 jackpot. Three, three, $600. $600. Yeah. It's probably $200 jackpot. Doesn't gamble again the whole week. <laughs> no, <I laughs> Would put, you? He's winning. No. Five days. He's like, I'm keeping the 200 put, I'm never gambling all, again. Who does that? $675. Yeah. I put it in the safe. It keeps yeah. going and up every year. I took the money that I had yeah. and played with it. Right. I I Who it. needs to put $600 in the safe? You who cares who, if I they steal it? Go like, yeah. Do your Bill Cowher imitation. This is, why, like, <laughs> this is why you own a restaurant yeah. and have a successful <laughs> business. And Neil has a goatee. Yeah, yeah. That's right. All right. Our last segment today. His scruples. Uh, we'll play scruples. So it, scruples, I think I told you this on the phone. Scruples is like moral dilemmas. So I'm going to give you a scenario, and we'll see if you uh, what, what side of the coin you Can I go to the on. bathroom first? No. You really? Okay. Yeah. 
All right, go ahead. What do you have a prostate problem? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't we'll know. pause for a minute while Neil know. pees like yet again. It's like the third time you've gone. Hold on, what would you do with this? I'm about to go on stage. Me, your friend Lenny. My fly is open. Do you tell me? Absolutely never. That would <laughs> oh, be yeah. so funny. I would. Peter. Of course I would. <laughs> I wouldn't. You do would? It. No, yeah. I like to see. Oh, the pain I would have said you suffering. wouldn't. No. Yeah, I of course Neil wouldn't. I want to no. see the pain and suffering. You're no, a dick. I would definitely tell you. No, because that's funny to me. I like watching failure. No, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. See? Yeah, but well, that's funny. a friend right there. No, it's not I would, a bad I would thing. Think, if it was something really like bad, I, I would, would gesture tell him. zip up. You would not tell him. Yes, I would. That's so not you. You would tell him after. No, you I don't know to me. Say you think something. you know me. You don't know me. <laughs> All right, let's do another one. Would you hire a hot nanny? Um, You've had nanny. Did you have a nanny when you had the kids? No. No? It's no. a character. God, Peter just went into a fantasy um, sequence. <laughs> there was like a weird he hesitation. Did, he, no. He's like, what's Salem on? No. Yeah, I better no. Uh, no, okay. no, I wouldn't. Yeah, there. Ha- Neil? What? If you had a kid, would you hire a hot nanny? No, I just... I would, Neil's thinking I would hire a hot nanny now. I just want no, a nanny. I would be more concerned about the work and getting someone in there that knows what they're doing in, in that position. Oh, shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> It's so fun. I've hired a cat nanny. I have cat. You have a cat nanny? I have a cat nanny sometimes. Wait, wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. You're so, home and you you have you bring somebody over to watch the cats? Uh, well, I you think mean a cat babysitter. Like, well, we call her cat nanny, but she's Jamaican. And uh, can you help me out with that at all? <laughs> no, you're on your own for that one. I just set you up with the I'm Jamaican nanny the Jamaican bit. Man. Oh, come on. No. That was a, I just, you do a Jamaican I, nanny? That was one of his best just bits. It. Just do the I'm bit. I'm not going to do the so bit. Good. We're talking about. Just do a quick Jamaican nanny. Do the bit. It's so funny. Oh, you walk through Central Park and you see <laughs> a sea of rich little white kids yeah. with the nannies. And the nannies are all Jamaican. And you, they spend more time with the kids than the parents do. I heard an actual conversation. Two little white kids went like this. Hey, Katie, you want to come down to my house and watch SpongeBob SquarePants? For <laughs> <laughs> sure, man. That sounds real good. Me go and buzz my mom. She, if she cool with that. <laughs> hey, Katie, let's sing the SpongeBob song. Who lives in a pineapple under the cheesy SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> All right, you done? Yeah, that's so good. It's I ridiculous. just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. All right, let's do another one. That was dedicated to Monsell. I call this the Tom Van Horn nightmare. Neil, let's say Neil begs you to go with him to buy a lottery ticket. He buys 100 tickets, right? You buy one ticket and then win the lottery. Do you give Neil any of the money? What, did Neil pay for any of them? No. Did my ticket? But he begged you to go with him. Peter would never do that. No way. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Would you? Well, I'd lend them with the interest rate. I, mean, if, if I, I definitely would, especially unless it was like not a, a big. So full of it, no, if it wasn't a big lotto, oh if it was like God. a thirty thousand dollar one, no. But if it was like a you know ten million dollar one, of course I'd I'd you know my friend. Thank was there. you for taking me. Yeah, my friend was there How with much? me. We took. I would just. I would probably not half because. I would give him like maybe a quarter of it. Enough to make it. Water Balloon 2? Yeah, probably enough to make Water... I would just give a quarter of it. Like if I was at a comedy club and an agent saw me, I'd be like, hey, man, let's go to L.A. together. I got a, I got a manager. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Neil, you were busy waiting tables. You didn't want to go to L.A. I was New York City Waiter of the Year uh, 2000. Uh, 1992. Uh, go ahead. I don't know if you can get it. What about you? You wouldn't give it away. No. No. I would buy probably buy some. Hey, thank you very much for taking me mm-hmm. to oh, buy that ticket. ticket what about the nanny one? Oh, the nanny one the hot nanny 
I have a feeling the answer to that is going to be no. I would hire a hot nanny. <laughs> That's My wife, in no way, shape, or form, is are we hiring a hot nanny? Right. Exactly. Um, okay, one more. The only available spot in the parking lot is reserved for the handicap. You're in a hurry, and it won't be very long. Do you park there? Oh, no. 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 I parked Does, in the fire lane. <laughs> <laughs> does, this, yeah. does this happen at your restaurant? You do you have parking? We do. And do you get idiots who park in the... Well, we have a 30-minute parking thing. And we have another... 30 re- minutes? The whole restaurant? No, the restaurant next to us. You yeah, painted you, that yourself? So we so we have three spots that are 30 minutes. Uh-huh. So I'll see people like starting to walk to the other restaurant. I know they're going to like happy hour for like two hours. <laughs> I'll go like uh, 30 minutes. You know, they... Ch- Look, I'm just telling you, they come by and they check. What are you sitting outside in a lounge chair? No, I, I, there's big windows, so you or can they see. Put a, they put like a little slash on the tire. No, so what I what I say, they don't come by. Oh, I'm lying to that. I go, you don't want to get a ticket because <laughs> you're gonna come by. They're like, really? I go, yeah. You might as well. You should move. Wait, you're waiting outside your restaurant. At I That's what I just asked. Jesus. Are you paying attention? I am, but I, I can't. Didn't there's think big you were. glass windows. I can see right. I can see. The but then you go line. running out in your little because apron, running, and you I go running an apron. Sorry. And wait, do you, <laughs> how much with a cleaver are, are, in your hand, holding a chicken? Are government regulations killing you? Well, they're not very helpful. Where were you the last <laughs> segment with that? Yeah. I asked, did you have anything it else? It just dawned on me that he has to paint all this shit and he has to do these things and he's probably got to get it handled. Just dawned on you? You had a whole 15 minutes for it to dawn on you. It didn't come on, come to me then. I wish I lived in the God. city. We'd just get rid of Neil. And what you, do you do would this? park in the handicap spot? You wouldn't do that. Me? Never. Are you kidding? No. I get the willies. Do, All right, I'll add do. to that for both of you because then you guys don't. Uh, uh, would you? What if you're in a car, and that person's handicap, and you're driving the car with some people, and you have the handicap? Well, if you have thing. the sticker, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, if you have a car with the. Well, you sticker, don't know how they're you're handicapped. Not, no, if you have a car with the sticker. How did I get the handicap sticker? All right, let's say your whatever mother-in-law's handicap, and yeah. you, you're you and Gene are driving this car, uh-huh. and it has a handicap sticker, so you're legally able to, even though you two aren't handicapped. You Depends park. on the situation, I think, for that one. Like, yeah, if I, I, I if there was I one spot left in the whole thing. Yeah. No, I still wouldn't do it, because I'm not handicapped. That's for them. Right. Well, there you go. Neil's liar. morality Damn. is so much higher than us. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bethel's mom has a handicap. We're going to have to film this show so people can see your face. <laughs> Bethel's like, mom. Liar. Bethel's mom has a handicap thing. Well, so then you'll take the car and drive anywhere. I me and, and Beth will fight about this all the time. I re, I don't do it. I park <laughs> far away. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Bethel is the the bad cop. This in is this situation. in L.A. Bethel's like just park anywhere. Yeah, yeah but this right is there in now. L.A. where How there's literally no Where's your park? license? Didn't it expire from Texas like a hundred years ago. Do you need a driver's license? <laughs> all right, here we go. Here. While drinking in an out of the way bar, you see a friend's spouse having a romantic tete a tete. Do you mention it to your friend? This is like that show on NBC with that guy auditioned for. Yes. So you see, yeah, wait I a would, second. You I see ne- Neil finally at a bar with some hot nanny. Right. And then. Would I tell Bethel? Yeah. Wow. I, if I think of a male friend, I would tell. Like if No, saw, I know what Peter would do. This is how he'd do it. Ready? He'd go to Facebook and he'd be like, hey, <laughs> oh, ha- where's Neil? <laughs> oh, where is, you know, it's become, weird. That's you Peter know does love Facebook. Yeah, 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 he says, Gina he says Peter emails her all the time. He ratted me out you know, on Facebook me, in a roundabout way. That's how, how he I, would do it. That's how you would how do I it. How I turn gay when I'm on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> right, sorry. Hey, Neil. Where is he? <laughs> just Little here, notes. Just song notes. Eating the chicken gyro. What would you tell Neil? What? 
That's a, I don't know. You see Peter, you see Would Peter's, you? hold on. You see Peter's wife with another guy just kissing him at a restaurant or something like that or holding her hand or whatever. You wouldn't tell, you wouldn't tell Peter? Mm, maybe, I don't know. I feel like oh my God. it'd be a close call because I, I feel like he's got to do that. I don't want to He's got to do it. Who's he? In. He's not there. No, when I saw, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I was going to do about? another that's so terrible. Oh my God. When I when I saw Spider-Man okay. 4, can I do the joke? When you see When I saw Spider-Man 4 and there was another stage manager. Then you called him immediately and told him that's great. You're <laughs> such an ass. He can't help himself. All right. So wait a second. No, if I see your wife with somebody else, of course I'm gonna go back and tell you right. like I yeah. saw something. That's what I do the same. Are you thing. gonna go right there to those two people? No, right fact, not there? to those two people. Are you telling Peter? Is the question. It's ironic that you asked me that. Yes. Because when I was walking here, I saw <laughs> Gina. Gina with. Thank Are you, you sure Gina's with working Neil. every day? With Neil. <laughs> I don't know what Neil, I don't know what Gina's up to. She Are finally sh- came to her senses. Does she walk out of the house with like a briefcase? That's a telltale. Why? Why? That it's totally fake because no one uses a briefcase anymore. <laughs> She's got just, nine bags with her. I can tell you that. Yeah, that's a. Where's your backpack? That's right, Neil's backpack. <laughs> All right, a ninety. I didn't. I still didn't get an answer out of you. Would you tell? I would no, tell. No, I Peter said, said I yes. don't. I don't really think I would. I think I'd confront them to, right there at the table. I think I'd make sure I showed myself to them so they see me. So I'd probably deal with it there more oh. than. So you just showing up? You say, "Oh, hey, you guys," yeah, and I'd then make, walk out, and so now they know you know, yeah. and they got to deal with them themselves. Yeah, that's because that, that is like almost the greatest passive aggressive power move I've ever seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it'll make a better screenplay. So I'm always thinking. Interesting. Like that. Now they ha- then they probably kill you before you get to telling. Again, about a better screenplay. True. Now the screenplay is taking place. True. Now All right. A 90-year-old man on a plane asked you to switch seats with his wife. He had the middle. You had the aisle. Do you switch seats? Yeah, oh. of course. Wait, wait. He had the middle. You have the aisle. Yeah, but he wants to sit next to... Right. I have the middle. His wife's on the window. Right. So he wants to... No, wait. No, you have to go to the... You, you're you saying you have to give up the You're going to have to give up... Sorry. You have to give up your aisle seat for the middle seat. That doesn't make so sense. So this guy could sit next to his wife. But how's that? Well, make, his that wife does... in the next... <laughs> yeah, what is she on the, the wing? Aisle? Just go with it. <laughs> I don't know where they're sitting. I think I understand the gist of this, so I'll just say uh, the middle seat is absolutely no-no at all costs. Excuse me. I would not, get, I would not go sit hey, in the middle he, for anything. He has an opinion, finally. 90 years old? Yeah. 89, no. 90, <laughs> yes. You'll sit in the middle seat. What if I know you're, you're never You're coming going back from Italy. It's like I a 10 and a half hour flight. Cares. Come on. No, I'll yeah, tell you how that, that's, that's actually one. happened to me. And I don't, I, what, how it's happened to me is they, the, the mom sit next to me or whatever. And then, and then I have to go back to their seat, which is the middle seat. Yeah. Their, their yeah, seat. Their I have to go back to their seat. But that's un, the middle seat is not even for negotiation. That's torture. That's Gina's a torture got a chamber. Great story. We come back from Italy. We uh, we booked these flights different times because I was there working. So coming back, we try to switch. We couldn't. So we're on with Orthodox Jews, and she they went. The family next to me. There's a baby involved, uh, and the family next to her is an equivalent. Four kids and a baby involved. Okay, that's all. So it's all bulkhead <laughs> seats. They want to switch. Their husband is sitting on the other side of the aisle in the middle. No, no, he's on the end. But they want her to switch to sit with their child or whatever. Gina's gone out of her way to get that seat. Okay, gone out of her way. So they, she, they want to switch. Gina will not switch. Okay, Gina will not switch. So now this woman is yelling over the top of her to the husband all flight. Ari. Did you feed him, Ari? Uh, uh, did you, and to this day, I get what for for that. I mean, 
I, the reason I know that guy's name is because she does an impression of this. Get her to the, Ari, did you feed him? Ari, go to the bathroom. She's like a torture chamber. She's te- this, it's a young mom yelling at this Orthodox Jew guy. Did you pay for this flight? Or they pay you to take oh this flight. Oh my God. There's two shit. things on a plane. You don't. The middle seat's awful, and if you get a jet blue thing without the TV working, those I agree. Are, those are that's like torture chamber. I agree. Okay, you find a wallet containing three hundred dollars in cash. By the address, you can tell the owner is wealthy. Do you keep the money but return the wallet? Mm, what do you mean? By, what, because they live in, on like Park Avenue? Maybe. No, you, you, you return it. Everything in the wallet? Yeah. Neil? That, like you think that's so easy. No, I would totally return it. However, I have a friend. A friend would clearly take the three hundred dollars out. Schmiel Schmatter. Yeah, and then then, then <laughs> he would return it and be like, "I guess someone took the cash, but here's your wallet back." <laughs> Schmiel Schmatter. No, Peter Voice would be his name. Uh, <laughs> you think Peter would take the money? He would definitely take the money, but he'd give the wallet back and he'd make some crazy excuse. And then I, he'd was, I just found take the credit card. What you would take, you do? <laughs> I uh, I just give it back. Everything. I don't want, yeah, everything. The whole thing. You As don't found. know just because someone lives somewhere you don't know they're rich. You don't know they're rich. Right. Yeah, you know what? This happened to my wife right here on. Uh, remember where the pool hall is? Uh, you know, on seventy six, whatever that right down the block yeah. on Amsterdam. She finds a wallet. This is funny. She looks at the wallet. Okay, she looks around. Nobody's around. She re- she's it's close by. The guy lives on like you know eightieth and whatever. So she walks down to the thing. It's a a million dollar townhome. It's like yeah, a three million dollar yeah. townhome. Knocks on the door. Wife comes to the door. She goes, "Is Steve at home?" And the wife's like. Who are you? Oh. Like, like yeah. pissed yeah, yeah. off that this pretty girl is standing in front of her. I found this wallet, and uh, and then the wife's like, yeah. he dropped on the street. Oh God, he always does stuff like like stuff like. And she goes, oh, thank you very much, thank you, and takes it and like, and um and that's it, you right. know. And she feels good about yeah. herself, whatever. That's just what she told you is what you're saying. No, that's what she told me. Yeah, that's what yeah, the story just, my wife just, is. Oh, she think my wife took the three hundred bucks. No, I'm just saying that's where she just happened to be at this rich guy's townhome. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> you fell for yes, that. Yes, I fell, fell for, for that. that. Is that the uh, oldest trick of the book? Why were you at the rich guy's townhome? Well, I found his wallet and I just ran over there. Look, if my wife wants to go, she can go. I've said it a hundred times. I was a happy bachelor. If she's not happy, beat it. <laughs> Uh, shit. Sorry, All right, Gina. here we go. The next door neighbor has sex with his girlfriend really loud five times a week. You can't sleep. You see him at the elevator. You say anything? Yes. <laughs> like, what do you say? I'm fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired and you put me to shame? Yeah. He'd only be doing this if you know Peter's apartment. He had this apartment with the birds, so he 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 what, he, he used to oh, torture his neighbors. You, so you remember what... my life better than I remember my life. <laughs> Unbelievable. Peter had a bird that would only chirp very loudly when the freaking TV came on. So every time you turn on the TV, oh, the, bird the bird would go ape shit. Yeah. And then you can't even watch TV. I mean, who wants to live in an apartment where you can't watch I TV? I trained that bird. You, know, like you came over shit. to watch TV. Neil. Would I say something? Yes. I, yeah, eventually I'd have to say something. You have to say something. Yeah. I think you have to say something like, yeah. hey, uh, have fun last night. Yeah, because I could yeah. hear it through the walls. Let me tell this quick story and we'll wrap it up. Um, you were the first one to ever tell us about South Park. 
I remember this vividly for some reason. We oh, came up to your apartment the, the with the bird. Yeah. There was the, you know, the, the famous. Christmas one. The, the Jesus cri- one. There was a Christmas Jesus South Park. The original the one was a bootleg tape that was right. going around Hollywood, right? Yeah. It was a VHS tape, and somehow you got a hold of this. It was Jesus versus Santa Claus yeah. or something. Yeah. Where they fight it out. Yeah. Yeah. That was before. And you went, happened. they're going to make that into a, sh- they're going to make this into a show. Yeah. That's what I hear. And I'm like, come on, man. A cartoon show? 20. Yeah. Well, two years yeah. later, I can't. I can't understand them, so I can't watch it. Like I don't under. I can't make out what, what they're, they're saying. saying. Oh my god, it's still <laughs> super funny. It's I do. Still, it's my wife hates that voice. Funny. And it's current. Yeah. It's current. And hey, it's funny. Hey. You know what else she hates? What? Ari. Ari. <laughs> I can't believe that. Peter Boris, thank you for coming in. Well, here, Honey, here's thank what, you. Here's how we wrap up our uh, show. Usually, we have one thing of the week. It could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. I think I explained this on the phone. I will start with my one thing this week, and then we'll go around this way. We'll let you go last, Peter. Um, this Las Vegas thing happened. Okay, I am about had it with the gun thing in this country. I don't look. I this is politically charged a little bit. Like we t- we got to do something about guns. I mean, we just have to. I I don't. I'm not trying to take away your gun. I don't know why anybody needs a gun, but you got to be kidding that this guy can just walk into a hotel with like an arsenal that could take down a small army and and they're mass all, shoot people they're all paid off it's and this just, is a white guy killing white people so give me a break i mean the nra is just way too strong when are we just going to stop this when is this madness going to end that's all I'm they're all paid off it's nothing's going to change it can't it cha- until we, it's so annoying you can't remove them either it's so annoying like any crowded place now even my wife is like i don't like it here you know you could just tell some people are going to get this phobia like times square i when they drop the ball, every I wouldn't go there for anything. Just it's stupid to begin with, but but they try to. How's fix, that? You got a million makes, buildings no, where yeah. the guy can knock a hole in a thing and shoot somebody. It doesn't it's even crazy. make sense because they try to help every situation. Like for instance, they're using cars, and so now they're using cars to kill people. So if you go to London, they have all the barriers up. If you go to New York, they have all the barriers. So everything that happens, they're always trying to help. They're always trying to make it better, cut things down, but not this. They'll just, they don't do anything. They, this guy off. was out of his, they didn't, they had nothing wrong with him. He's a millionaire. He had a lot of money. It's the worst. It's going to get you. We'll, we'll find out his wife, hundred thousand dollar transfer to the Philippines. Yeah. It was There's more planned stuff. Yeah. We'll right. find out what happens. I'm sure by the time you hear this, we'll know about this guy, but enough with the guns. Come on, man. I've never seen a gun here in Manhattan and, and it, I, I feel unsafe out of Manhattan a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Go We've ahead. just gone back in time. Remember on the Clint Eastwood movie with uh, where they couldn't bring a gun into the town? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with with, yeah. Uh, with Gene Hackman, yeah, yeah, Unforgiven. Unforgiven, yeah. Like, that we're like we're we're be, before that movie. Like that's how gone far we're back so we're going. Anyways. All right, your one thing of the week. Well, I had a bunch. I was going to talk about the YouTube thing with the commercials, but I'll do that next week. So, okay. So I'm just going to talk about great new york story it just happened i'm walking i'm walking down the street and this older lady probably in her 60s with uh i should have known terry cloth sweatsuit right away <laughs> i should have known <laughs> crazy but she's looked super like upper east sidey right okay she's like excuse me excuse me and she kind of had an accent and she's like i'm just my memory's fading and i was like so, okay i'm gonna help a lady get home so part my my i get to help somebody and mm-hmm. she goes can you tell me how to spell camille and I'm like Camille, Camille. how to spell and then Camille? I, that's what she said she said I was like Camille and I just looked at her like what the fuck is she fucking with me and I'm like no I can't tell you and she's like okay okay can you tell me how to spell elite 
And I'm like, are you fucking this lady screwing with me? <laughs> you know, it's funny. She and picked the I wrong guy. It's so like, funny. You walked past her? And then I said, get out of here. Because you didn't know how to spell elite. I couldn't yeah. spell any of the words. <laughs> 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 this lady's making me feel stupid. Yeah. I'm like, man. <laughs> uh, can you oh, tell me so the ridiculous. square root of like, do we just have random people come up to Neil My and show them the dummy is? Oh, no, there you go. Oh, there you go. Anyway. Oh, out. Oh. A little bit. Go ahead, Peter. Wow, a good. That's your good what? News. I don't even know if that's a good news or bad I news. I guess it's a great New York story. All right. I don't know. All right. Here's here's it's <laughs> kind of kind of both. Um, my dad's ninety four. Okay, we um, he's kind of failing in in health, but I was up there the other night to help my mom out, and it's just it's for a man who's been so extremely generous and loving. To see him in this condition is really kind of sad, but at the same time, I'm just really thankful that I still have him and my two kids can at least, you know, yeah. talk to him and see him, and that just makes me feel good. That not the way that he is, but just remembering like you know the things that we have and the fact that you know we have an iPhone now, and you know I don't remember my grandfather. My grandfather died when I was like five, right? And you can but take if, pictures, but now we can like show like you know them interacting and stuff like that that's so. great yeah if you can keep those memories it's so great the other day i pulled out uh, an old i videotaped my dad like in the last couple of years and it's <laughs> i lost it i mean yeah. it's just it's so great just to be able to, to i never got to meet my grandfather and i'm sure your kids you know they're they're just old enough to have my a daughter memory. my daughter will my yeah. son maybe not but, so, again, much. Not so but much. you show him back the tapes and stuff like that and yeah. they'll be like they'll love it at yeah. some point so that's really sweet Can, yeah. and then we'll just do Neil? a sponsor at the end it's just sponsored by iphone <laughs> what is the matter that's neil you? sentimental he just cannot oh. help it with you i don't know what it is uh, the pod four corners sponsored by the iphone <laughs> <laughs> That's our sentimental. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. This has been awesome. Yes. All, right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. We'll see you next week. <laughs>